All right, welcome to Seishura, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Scoop Magoo. I'm Jim Jam. And this is the big one, folks. We are have reached the end of another excellent year of new music, in my opinion. And we are going to share our top 10 albums of 2019. And I have been so excited for this this uh, episode. I can't even I can't even tell you. Yeah, and I mean, I, here's here's the weird thing is I've actually put in some effort this year. <laughs> I'm, you know what? That's much appreciated because yeah, you, know, you you have you know we we've talked about so many awesome albums, both old and new, and, and just had great conversations. So um, I feel like this can be a great way to cap that off. And you know, obviously, yeah. I think we we did more reviews this year than we have in the past or past iterations of, of the podcast. Yeah, I, so. I, I think, and I, I also think that, you know, uh, with uh, our album of the week, little mini segment that we include. Yeah, um, that I, was a I, great I think, idea on your part. Yeah, but, yeah I, I, I thought, I, I really, I, I, I think it was a fun idea. Just because, you know, it's, it's nice to get like a little platform to sort of gush <laughs> about whatever album you want um, with, with, without making it the whole episode. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, here's the thing with, with like these type of lists for me. Like I, I mean, I, I think I've made it clear here that I am not the biggest fan of these type of lists, d- d- just because like you know, like it, it's in the order it's in today. But who knows what it'll be the next yeah. day? You know, it's it, it's so um, you know, it, it's it, it's definitely just li- it's liable to change. Uh, yeah. very very quickly and i i just think it's kind of uh almost like a like a pointless fruitless effort in a way yeah um, and and nick wrote an article but not to say that, that that some of these like it, it isn't fun to see other people's lists but i've just always found the compilation of them to be to be personally tedious so sure and, and nick uh, yeah. my, you know uh my friend nick wrote a, an article about this for heavy blog a little while back um and just like the way I viewed it, at least how I compiled it, it was just a snapshot in time. Because one of my favorite things, looking back at you know past years, is seeing kind of how things have changed. Like, oh, I probably wouldn't put that that high, or like I can't believe I didn't include this, or like you know what I mean. And so it's interesting yeah. to have that experience. So the way I compiled this, or compiled my personal list, is not only did I consider you know he, he, right then at the point I was looking at it, how how was it aged for me? How do I like it? But I thought back to my peak enjoyment, like when I first discovered this, when I was first listening to it, you know, when I was first obsessed with it, you know, where did my, um, you know, where did my enjoyment level sit? So there are some albums that, you know, I, I might have switched if I just did like a gut check right now. But when I thought back at, because, you know, obviously now I didn't listen to all these albums every day, obviously. Mm. So it's just kind of taking a temperature test of, of the year and trying to capture this was what my you know my listening brought you know this is where my listening brought me in 2019 is kind yeah of I, I i get that i think you know for me when i compiled this i i you know i think this is sort of an interesting thing to talk about too just sort of our own metrics for deciding these because you know like favorite doesn't always mean favorite you know like in the way that we think you know because it could be like the you know the album we, we listen to most would that count as favorite you know who knows but for me personally, I, I, I focus more on like, um, 
not exactly how many times I listened to it because, frankly, I didn't listen to all these, you know, all that much this year. Uh, but I, I listened more. Like I, I, I judge them more on the parameter that uh, they have room to grow for me, mm-hmm. and that I think that uh, listening to them in the future will always be a rewarding experience. Uh, or, you know, I think it's sort of like a combination of all these things or that the experience that I've had with it so far has been, you know, fantastic and, you know, it can only go up from there in a sense. So, yeah, I, I, you know, we, we, we definitely take different uh, methods of doing this. I think, and I, especially for you, just consider the, the sheer amount of music you've had, you've listened to this year by, by choice too. Um, yeah, I, I listened to a few albums this year, I'd say. Just a couple, though. Yeah, but, I think for the mm-hmm. final count was around six hundred. Uh, <laughs> and you know, want to make want want to make it clear, I'm I'm, you know, a lot of those were just one listen. Just you yeah. know, you know, EPs that includes EPs, demos, al- albums, long and short. You know, just all over the spectrum. Yeah. You know, I I do it as because in years past I've haven't kept as you know clo- close to tabs like that. You know, having a spreadsheet labeling every single album. So when it comes time to make my list at the end of the year, I'm like, holy shit, like, how am I going to, um, you know, how am I even going to do this? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I got to remember everything I listened to. And it actually, it helped me to, because usually by the end of the year, there are a ton of albums that I, um, I said, like, oh, I should, I should listen to this real quick and, and see if it can make my list. This year, if I didn't listen to it by the time I made it, you know, that was it. You know, like, uh, just, you know, j- just because... Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about it and I have like a little bit of FOMO that I should have checked it out. You know, it doesn't matter because that that's kind of a rabbit hole I didn't want to go down again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of get you there. Um, so let's just jump right in. We'll do, uh, we'll talk yeah, about I was honorable say. mentions. Um, so, I mean, to, to make this clear, we're doing a top 10 each uh, and then we're doing, but before that, we're going to do five honorable mentions each um which we're, we're just going to do the album mentions just get them off now it's not going to be a long thing uh but we thought that these were you know five albums each that were worth uh shouting out for some reason or another uh so scott why why don't you go first yeah so i'm just gonna rattle these off in alphabetical order um Try to keep. I'm, pr- I'm doing the same thing. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just you know, pr- pretty brief. Uh, I think there's only one that I have a little bit of a note on because, but you know, I'll, we'll get yeah. there. So, the first one, uh, the Biology of Plants, Volume Two, uh, fantastic, uh, new jazz, art rock, fusion, kind of like really just um, tight, well performed modern rock with jazz influences. Just a really, really great album from artist catharsis which is a great label uh next is blood incantation hidden history of the human race yeah um love that album the only reason this was not in the top 10 is and this is something i've actually have disagreements with a few of my death metal friends um it's way too short for me at least you know and i know that's kind of a lame critique because you know it's just i want more music you know isn't that i, know, I mean I, I i think it's valid uh i mean i i don't necessarily agree because i you know <laughs> this this album has to, happens to be like the perfect time for me to take a walk to so but, sure uh. <laughs> and like the the mu- actual music is great just like the yeah. way it's structured and um the, the actual length of it i i just i wish they had a couple more like meat and potatoes tracks just to flesh yeah out the I, list. the uh 
if if you look at the track listing itself, it's fucking bizarre. It is. Like, a, it's a very like I was when I saw that there were only four tracks, I was like, what? Yeah, it, and in then, one's like sixteen minutes or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And to, to be clear, the music's great, but yeah, yeah, definitely um, w- wish that there were you know just a little bit more music. But regardless, the music's fantastic. Yeah. Um, next, uh, we have Freddie Gibbs and Madlib Bandana. Uh, one of my favorite rap projects of the year, and I think a step up from Pinata. Like I think Pinata had higher highs. The songs I'm like the the songs I love on Pinata, I love more than Bandana. But I felt like Pinata was a little bit too feature heavy at times, and a little bit too bloated and overly long. Uh, uh, Bandana, they really tighten things up, and I think that they're really clicking. And hopefully, the third album that they release next year or the year after or whenever, you know, is an even better continuation on that. Uh, next, uh, His Golden Messenger, Terms of Surrender. Um, just, I feel like this is, this based on like the way his voice sounds, the way the, it's like if Tom Petty was, you know, trying to, to do his best Bruce Springsteen impression musically. Um, and it's just, the first song on this, I Need You Teacher, is one of my favorite songs of the year. The entire album is great. Just excellent, you know, kind of heartland rock Americana. I'm really surprised that, that that's not, in your actual top 10 yeah it was it was close but uh you know just uh wait wait where, where was it in your like top 50 uh 14 okay uh but you All know right. great album it was a lot of tough decisions that i had to make this year unfortunately uh <laughs> including uh, this next one the last my last song i mentioned uh of the many albums this band has released over the last few years this has to be my favorite and that's king gizzard and the lizard wizard infest the rat's nest just of Mm -hmm. all the genres they could have picked you know the way that they dove into crossover thrash and stoner metal it was just uh just great you know they they're just such a fun band and you know there are releases of theirs i like more and less depending on you know what genres they tackle and how well they tackle them but it's always interesting at the very least I, I honestly I have yet to listen to a, like a King Gizzard album that's like actually like took me for a loop, you know, like just really interested me. So and I mean I've tried Infest the Rats Rats Nest. I've tried the uh, what Fishing for Fishies. Yeah, that yeah. one was super weird. I, I don't I I would say that falls much more into the interesting camp than my enjoyment camp. The Fishing yeah, for I, Fishies. I, I, well, see that like I think them as a band have, have just always kind of been in that interesting camp for me it's like just never um you know i I don't want to say like you know pandering exactly because that they're not they they really march to be their own drum but i've just i've just never found anything that they've done to be like you know really stand out for me so that's fair but to be fair i have not tried very hard (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no, they, those are interesting points, and I, you know, I'm, you know, th- this this makes your top ten all that more interesting for me. Um, so, all right, well, here is mine. Uh, I'm doing uh, alphabetical order as well. Uh, first one is uh, all your sisters trust ruins. Uh, really, really cool uh, little album. I, I don't know. How would you describe this? Like dark wave, I guess. Like industrial kind of. Yeah, I didn't actually wave. end up listening to that album, but it, it certainly looked cool. It's you know on the Flenser, so oh, you know it's probably give, yeah. In that give dark... it a listen. It is. It, it it's like skinny puppy and Depeche Mode put together. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, it's super cool. Uh, I I mean, 
th- this thing could have honestly made the top 10 for me. All of these could have uh, in different ways. Uh, I, I, but I especially love this one just to the point that I really, I actually, I, I would, I would get every one of these on CD. Um, but next up um, is a collaboration between uh, Tim Byrne, David Torn, and Chess Smith uh, called "Son of Goldfinger," which I previously talked about in an album of the week segment. Uh, it's just free improvisation, uh, Chess Smith on drums and effects, I think, like that. Uh, and I'm not sure who's on guitar, saxophone, but. Uh, one of those, one of the other two, Tim Burner, David Torn is on saxophone, and the other's on guitar. Um, I think there's only three tracks in it, and each are, each one is like over 20 minutes long. It's it it it's a hefty album, but it is really cool to listen to. Um, just you know, really kind of sets. Uh, it gives you the idea that you know anything can happen in an improvised set. So. Nice. Uh, yep. Third up, uh, Floating Points, Crush. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I was actually going to put this on my top ten as well, because uh, I finally got around to listening to this, and I was just fucking blown away by this thing. Like, just the, the, like, just the sheer sound design of yeah. this album is, is just so immaculate. Uh, I, I could not believe it. So I, I can't wait to listen to it more. Um, after that, Leprous's new album, Pitfalls. Um, nice. yeah, I, I thought it was a really cool listen. Um, I think really the only reason it didn't get any higher for me was because of like the, um, I think it was a little longer than I would have liked it. Yeah. Um, I and I think I just kind of wanted to spend more time with it. Like I wasn't really like it. I think it like, it sort of enters this category of like, I liked it and I think it has room to grow, but not as much room as a lot of the other albums that are actually on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, uh, Tom York's Anima. Um, nice. Which I would probably put ahead of Leprous just in terms of like, I think this one has the ability to grow a lot because, you know, similar to the, when we reviewed this, um, you know, I, I found myself being like bored by the first half, but then just getting sucked in by the second half. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of want to figure out why that's happening. <laughs> So, uh, and just given my, you know, uh, growing infatuation with Radiohead, uh, you know, it was just a really cool album to listen to this year. So, nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're just going to take these, but yeah, just one by one, starting from 10, going to one. And uh, so, Scoots, let's, let's start, let's start this shit off. <laughs> yeah, and I... I know for a fact. Well, okay, I don't don't know for a fact, but I I can almost guarantee this is in your top ten. Uh, a band we both really love, and this is you know one of their um, one of my favorites of theirs in the last couple I, of years. Panic at the Disco didn't put out a new album this year, Scott. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I already know there's gonna be a lot of sass in this top ten, and I'm all about I it. I mean, I, um, I'm 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 nothing but sass. It, arguably, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, and just you know, I'll, I'll editorialize after. But number yeah. ten, it's uh, Shushu, Girl with a Basket of Fruit. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, just a just a phenomenal album. You know, they've they've been on a hot streak. I, I really love Forget. You know, Angel Guts is awesome. You know, uh, they, Angel Guts is so good. Like they just they just. I mean, they haven't released a a bad album that I've heard at least, and you know, I own a, a number of them. Um, 
it, it just I I think what really elevates this is the dichotomy they um, achieved with forget being so much more on the they they kind of have always been you know post industrial maybe you can call them avant pop and that was definitely much more on the pop end of the spectrum uh, forget and then and then this one <laughs> just this, totally yeah. flipped the script <laughs> they're darkest in a while they're craziest in a while just so well executed the lyrics are you know just so perfect to match the craziness of the music her her boob gets so floppy she uses it to wave away the scent of a sickening bo it's it's just so like it, it's so fun but in the most like devious and, and just kind of twisted sense of the word and it, oh, I, God, I, it's, I love it i love like it, it, it it's like jamie stewart was like you know uh like sort of channeling like a dead five-year-old yeah. <laughs> into writing these lyrics yeah like just like just you know floating tubes with the rubber wheels <laughs> god um yeah no I, that's, a, that's a great pick uh i'm not gonna say whether or not it shows up in my list or not um because who knows yeah well i'm i'm sure we'll discover soon yeah <laughs> whether or not that it's true uh, oh yeah, I forgot my my, my top ten. Yes, yeah, yeah, that, that's what that's what we're, that's what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, I, I I kind of forgot, so oh, I was okay. in another place. Um, so uh, this is a little death metal album called uh, "Hidden History of the Human Race" by a band called Blood Incantation. There you go. Yeah, uh, this was you know actually I'm looking at my list. This is metal album of the year for me. Um, you know I, I I I I put it here because I I really just. I like spending time with this album. Like, I think it's, there's a lot in it that's worth unpacking. And I think, you know, given the short run time, it allows you to unpack it even more, which, you know, but it's sort of a point of contention on, on, you know, with, with the two of us. But, you know, I, I happen to enjoy sort of the short length of this. Like it isn't too overbearing. Uh, you know, the, the track listing, when you look at it, looks fucking bizarre. Um, but, you know, overall, it's just a really interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they pack a lot into like thirty six minutes of music, or it could be like thirty four. Um, yeah, it's just super dense, but you know, just like you know, perfectly executed and just really well written. So, uh, and and you know, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, awesome cover. Um, yeah. So you know, just wins on all fronts for me. Uh, you know, I, I actually, I mean, I wanted to include the self-titled, the, the new Barshasketh album this year, but uh, that is not in this list at all. Interesting. I'm a little yeah. surprised by that. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, there, um, that happened to me a few times, you know, when I was putting things together, I was like, oh, I guess that's not making it. Interesting. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Wait, I'm, you, I'm really... You're talking about Blood Incantation, right? No, I was you know some other oh, album that oh. didn't make my top fifty or that like dropped. When I kind of oh. looked at it, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that actually makes sense, and I'm surprised it makes sense. You know where it landed on the list or didn't land on the list. Yeah. Um, sweet. Yeah. No, I know. I, I definitely love New Blood Incantation. I'm really glad to see that it, it got in got in your top ten. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, this was. Um, I mean, it, it's a very very unique release i'm just trying to figure out how to characterize it but it, you know it's uh, elements of psychedelic rock and, and post-rock kind of mashed together but with a world music foundation 
Um, a lot of the instruments they use are uh, kind of from different parts of the Middle East and you know even Europe and Asia. Just a very very uh, creative use of um, traditional instruments from different parts of the world, um, but not in a way that feels gimmicky. It really feels like they understand, and I know they do because I am you know close with the the head of um, or you know one of the the main people in this band and the head of one of my favorite record labels, and that is uh, Hashishin, uh, Badaksan. Oh. And this is just yeah. a just such a great album. Uh, I know uh, Lachlan Dale from uh, Artist, Cath- Artist Catharsis. Uh, you know, he this has been his band. He actually, um, I forget which came first. I think he made the label, and then you know his band. He released a, a you know uh, his album on it. But this is just so good. It's it's they're really lush, beautiful compositions that um you know are really enveloping and just you know beautifully written. you know the number of instruments that they perform on it that just sounds so seamless you know it, it definitely fits within a, you know a rock band uh aesthetic and a framework but with different hues and timbres which maybe a you know regular band could achieve with some effects but they achieve just by knowing how to play these unique instruments um I, how do you pronounce the name again because I, i've always had trouble pronouncing the i'm name. pretty sure it's uh Hashishin. Um, uh, yeah. which is uh, I believe it's on the outer edges of Afghanistan if I'm, I could be wrong um, but you know he just uh, you know Lachlan has is very educated in those traditions and has traveled to the region a lot um, and it's just a really I, really I, I, I want to I want to talk to Lachlan now. he's such a cool he's such a cool I, I interviewed him for stop, stop hogging Lachlan Scott <laughs> you know I, I I've interviewed him before for the blog and he's just such a really interesting smart guy so yeah, yeah. The, that album is fantastic yeah that, that's I always thought it was pronounced uh, I don't for, for some I, I think I added an extra like ASH to it so I thought it was like hashishashin <laughs> the hashling hash hash slasher yeah, but pretty much it's hashling, hashling slasher the band. Uh, <laughs> I, how has somebody not done that? I mean, but we have a Ned Flanders band, so like you know, the hashling slasher band. Yeah, we, we need a hashling slasher. Anyway, um, I I remember listening to that album, uh, or not this new one, but their previous one, I think. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting. You, you know what? Actually, have you ever listened to uh, Yusuf Latif before? Yeah. Because uh, I, I, he's like the first person that comes to my mind when you start when you started describing, um, the band. So, like, just sort of that idea of, of taking, uh, you know, instruments from folk traditions and playing them sort of in a different style. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway, very interesting pick. So, um, so mine, I. I, I, I'm kind of kicking myself for including this in a way because I think it's just so obvious for me. And, and you know, just saying that already, I, I think probably, you know, raises a flag in your mind. Uh, John Zorn, uh, Tractatus Musico Philosophicus. Um, this was like, I, this definitely lies more on the part of like my metric that's like, you know, it has a lot of room to grow. Because mm-hmm. this thing is just so super dense. Like I think it's, I think it's like thirty four minutes. It could be even less, honestly. Um, but it, there's just so much in all of it, and uh, you know, the, in all of it is is I think almost all of it is done by Zorn himself. 
Uh, like there, there aren't any, you know, it's 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 not like one of those uh, Masada book two, you know, albums where like you have Zorn's compositions and somebody else is arranging them and performing them. Uh-huh. This is this is pretty much all him, I think, you know, right. and so yeah, and so so to see that and sort of to see um, how is his own improvising, I think, has evolved has been a really interesting like it's all encapsulated here uh so it just makes for a cool listen excellent album art like just packaging and everything it's a very weird looking album uh that sits on my shelf so um yeah <laughs> huh <laughs> yeah as soon as you said uh this is kind of obvious for me I, I figured it was a zorn album yeah uh, i mean how, I, ma- how many did you release this year uh, i don't know probably like five or six maybe i i don't know it, i mean it, the thing is he actually re, he re-released all the uh masada book three albums uh like separately um i i think kind of to make up for all those losses that he he got yeah. through gofundme um yeah that really sucks. you know yeah it does suck um see i like the, i mean it, it was kind of because i i originally was going to put this in honorable mentions uh, but I, I think I, I think that Son of Goldfinger album was was there originally in its place. But I'm like, you know what, man? Like, I, you know, how many times am I gonna listen to Son of Goldfinger? Like, probably not a whole lot. Even even though I do plan on buying it mm-hmm. at some point, you know. It's, but it's just like I I would really like. I this feels like an album that I could put on in any situation. Mm-hmm. So I you know I'd rather just put that there. So. Even you. though, even though I feel like I'm becoming like sort of a one-trick pony with with uh, Mr. Zorn, but hey, you, you like what you like, man. You know. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. It, it's it's been a while since I've really like listened to any of his stuff. So, um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. So I I know you are. I I will f- feel you roll your eyes or vomit or some combination thereof with this next pick. Jesus um, is King by Kanye no, West. No, that did not even make my top. It wasn't even in the running. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> That's but, because it's number one. <laughs> yeah. um, but this is my favorite uh, album from a band that uh, I've liked to varying degrees over the years. Uh, I think that this is an extremely creative album that just it, it clicked with me for whatever reason. Uh which is odd because the last track is so bizarre and barely even a song in and of itself. But for whatever reason, this just clicked with me in a way that the rest of the band's discography hasn't, not that I haven't, you know, liked the rest of the discography, but I I just love the vibe this creates. And that is uh, clipping their existing addiction to blood. I just love the atmosphere they create with the beats. I I, I love the stories that David dig paints. Uh, I, I think this is really the, their best foot forward so far in their discography. And I just, I found myself enjoying it. Um, you know, I think the main thing is that with their other albums, there was always at least one track that I, I specifically didn't like. Mm. Um, there was always, you know, at least one track that I just, you know, I was like, Oh man, I, I really like fuck this one again. Uh, that just didn't happen this time around. And it, it's just really great, great album in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily agree, but no, I, I can see you where don't. you're coming from, totally. And I think, you know, I, I, you know just the, the last track, um, uh, Piano Burning, you know, is just, what, what, is, is that what it's called, right? 
I think so. I think it's literally just yeah. called, you know, called what it uh, is. I think it's piano. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, I, I, I didn't find that track to be interesting, but I think if you get enveloped in sort of the atmosphere of this album, I think that, that that's just like a haunting way to finish it. So I, you know, I, a lot of people really love this album. I, I'm not one of them, but you know, good on everybody else. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I figured that, uh, um, this would be one pick that we would definitely disagree on. I don't know if we're that's going to happen again. I don't think there's any. Um, I I have a couple that that you might not be. Um, I I, I know I. Mm, but, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I oh, Clippers one has been so, like I think I I've just like I've wanted to like them, but I I, I just I just don't, you know. Uh, I and 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 I've really tried so. Uh, I feel you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, works for you, man. So, um, I actually have another hip-hop album uh, for number eight as well. Uh, it is uh, Little Sims, Gray Area. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, you know, one of the best UK hip-hop albums to come out in a few years, in my opinion. Um, like, I think the last UK hip-hop album that really got to me was... Uh, one of Wiley's, like Wiley's comeback album. I can't remember what what it's called um, at the moment. I, it could be vet, no, not veteran. That's JPEG Mafia. Um, it's it's it's. I don't know. I can't remember the name, but the, this little Sims album is really really well done. Um, I you know I just listened to it for like I think it could be like the second or third time this year. As as weird as that is, like just like last week, and I was just blown away how like she has just amazing flow like she, she's just a really solid rapper like it's not like she's she's one of those pop stars who just kind of you know rides on a wave of memes into what she's doing like like she she actually has like solid fundamentals and she actually has like actual skills you know and it you know she and i think i think better than that she even has you know some great production on her side as well so and I've always been a like a sucker for like UK hip hop in a way just because like I I love I love the tone like I love the accent when it's rapping when yeah, they're rapping so sure. like it 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 just sounds it always sounds really cool to me uh, maybe it's because I am not from England <laughs> but I don't know whatever the case I really enjoyed this it's a it's a short sweet album. Um, you know, I, I think it's one of the best hip hop albums of the year. So yeah, I, and I, I, I I feel like a lot of people kind of slept on it, like or at least you you know how like sort of like the indie blogosphere like had its time with it. You know, yeah. it, and if it feels like that that time ended like prematurely. Yeah, it did, it didn't um, last long enough because I totally agree. This is one of the one of the best hip hop albums of, of the year by far. It's it's a oh really, yeah really excellent release. Yeah, it, it, and and you know. It, just, just, just be warned that that's that's not Willow Smith on the cover. Yeah, that, <laughs> so, like that so, genuinely threw me for a loop. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, 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 this isn't you know this isn't meant to be some sort of racial remark at all. Like she looks very similar to Willow Smith. So yeah, just 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 visually, it, it, it yeah. it's uncanny. Um, yeah. So uh, just 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 ignore the album cover and just listen to the album because yeah. it's you know a million times better than 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 whip my hair. So yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, that's totally fair that's totally fair. yeah um 
So next, this is uh, one. Um, yeah, I'd say one of the few albums on my list overall, and definitely in the top ten. Actually, the only album in the top ten that Lauren and I like equally. Uh, it it is just it's a an artist that I've wanted to check out for a while. Um, he is featured on other albums that I, I've enjoyed and kind of the larger synth pop, synth funk kind of um, realm. But this, I think, is just the, the most fully realized thing I've heard from him. I just think it's it's, um, it's, it's just extremely well done. And that is uh, Outer Peace by Toro y Moi. Um, oh. Just like a really super fun album, but also really well crafted. You know, it, he didn't sacrifice memorable hooks and memorable uh, synth melodies and you know all the above um, for really engaging and well thought out songs. Like this isn't uh, like for example, he I first found out about him because he featured on a Chromeo track, and I love Chromeo, but I feel like they are they're very much a boom robust artist. You know, if like the chorus doesn't hit you. Um, you know, just the right way, or if the bass line isn't on point, like, a lot of Chromeo songs um, are either, wow, I love this, or, like, oof, that's kind of cringy, which is also to the lyrics. Um, and I feel like that's something Toro Imoa avoids. You know, none of these tracks mm. is, is so beholden to that hook. Um, none of those tracks is so beholden to just being kind of superficial. They really tried to make some great music with this, and, and I'm, I'm glad that I gave a full project of his a shot. Um, yeah, I, you know, I... I don't think you've talked about Tori Moa like all year, so that was kind of a surprise for me. Yeah, I, I think you know when we come to albums of the week, this is something that we listen to in the car so often. Like I, I try to, to me, it wasn't new if that makes sense. So when we got to album of the week, I was yeah. like, oh well, I've been listening to that forever. That's not really new. So oh yeah, I I, I kind of get that. Like my my number one is like something I've listened to so many times that I actually forgot to put it in my list until like just the other day. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. No. That, that's I. I. I'm trying to remember what Tori Mua album I listened to. Um. Uh, it was one of his earlier ones, but yeah. I. You know. That, that's another album this year that that hasn't got a whole lot of uh. You know. Presence. You know. It, like it, it. It felt like. You know. For for such a big name in his genre, it didn't get like any traction this year. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't. I'm not really sure why, because I, I, I think it's great, and I, I think of the, uh, frankly, I guess you can call this a pop album. I think this is one of the best pop albums I've heard this year. Uh, certainly, much better than other pop albums that have gotten there. Well, due. Well, when you said like synth pop and synth funk, I'm like, did Bruno Mars come out with a new album this year? <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually, I, I, I liked Bruno Mars's last album. It wasn't perfect, but it, it was fun. I, oh yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm not hating on him. Like, I, I can see you being a fan, so I, I'm just like, did he? Like, <laughs> I think no, I, I would have heard about Bruno that. Mars, and then moving on is uh, sometimes he's too horny for his own good. <laughs> like he just, I mean, <laughs> talk about one track mind. Good God! But anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll definitely move on. Move on to something that is that is not horny at all, because uh, this is one of the best electronic albums of the year and it's an album that um i, I consider to be sort of like a fragile little beast uh and <laughs> w- w- which should be a, a flag to scott uh amon tobin uh fear and a handful of dust nice 
Yeah, it, you know, just listening to this thing again, really just, it's really interesting how Amon Tobin sort of grown as an artist and just how he makes music now. Because, like, there's nothing in this album that, like, it's, it, like, like, there's nothing in it that's really like a song. But somehow it functions like a song still. And, it, you know, it gives off the same pleasure a song gives off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it, it almost feels like it's exclusively dedicated to like sound design, as opposed to like actual like melody or anything like that, you know. And yet somehow it just it just works, and it's it's so fucking bizarre. Um, but you know, like I, I had this on. I think I was playing like Pokemon or something like that while listening to it, <laughs> and uh, I, I just enjoyed the hell out of it listening to this thing again. And you know, it just it's really cool to see Amon Tobin come back. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see what he has in the future because this is an insane comeback album. And, you know, I, I also, I think it's worth shouting out, um, the other album that he has. I think it's what long, long nights, long days, something like that. Um, I can't can't remember now. (laughs) Yes. I, I, Uh, I I like them both relatively equally. So long stories. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't, I don't remember which one. Um, uh, yeah, long stories is a little different. I, I, you know, it's it's a little more melodic, if I remember correctly. Um, and if I do, because I, I remember reading a review of it that that like he apparently just used one single instrument source for that album, and it was like this keyboard or something like that. But he would send it through like effects processing and things like that to get all this different like stuff out of it, um, which is a cool idea. Um, but. Yeah, uh, but fear and a handful of deaths. I, I I felt I enjoyed it a little more because I, I I think just it had a little more variety, um, you know. And the album cover, like I said, is 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 freaking is just really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just overall just a, a great package. I don't know if it's on CD yet, but I really hope it is. Or you know, because I, I really want to buy both of those albums actually. Uh, actually, I, I really just want to buy every Amon Tobin album yeah. in general because I, I've yet to listen to an album of his that I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like yeah. he's he's genuinely like one of the most talented producers working today. So yeah, um, he's. I mean, I hadn't listened to him for a while until uh, you know these two new albums came out, and I was I forgot how much I I really love his approach to production. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, and it's this weird thing is just you know to see him go from like you know jazz influenced drum and bass to like just sound art is is just really cool. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Right. So next for me, um, I had a lot of metal in my top ten, which which is no is <laughs> is, is, is nice because I feel like there there was. Maybe not last year or the year before. Like there was a period of time where I was trying to. I think I've talked before that I was, you know, almost exclusively like I'm a metalhead. I listen to metal only, and then I kind of overcorrected. I was like, hey, I can listen to other genres. And I was like, now I can only listen to other genres, and now I'm kind of making my way back. Uh, but this album, it's a band that I've followed for a while now, and I've always liked what they've done, but just blew out of the water with this. And they've been around for a while, so for this to be my favorite of theirs, I think is quite an accomplishment. Uh, love the more. Uh, you know, I've talked about this before, so I'll just I'll just say it instead of tiptoeing around it. Uh, Terminal Threshold by Dysrhythmia. Uh, they really incorporate a lot of really cool but subtle influences from old school death metal. They upped a lot of the, kind of the, the progressive death metal noodling 
that they, um, you know, they kind of spliced with their typical math metal, you know, instrumental, like tech metal, whatever you want to call it. Kind of like the the Kralis without the black metal is essentially what they sound like, but they really amped up a lot of the progressive elements, and it's uh, heavy and punchy but catchy, and it's just a very... Um, very nuanced and a lot of sonic variety for uh, uh, kind of a dense musical approach. And mm. I, you know, again, I've always loved Isrhythmia, but this is easily my favorite of theirs that they've they've ever done. It's, it's such a great album. Nice, man. Yeah, I I remember that like just like harkening back to our album cover episode. Like that was a really interesting album cover that you had chosen. Yeah, I, I love that cover. So. Yeah, really cool logo, things like that. I, I don't, I don't know if I've listened to the album though. You know, it's I, I, I feel like like half of the metal albums that you brought up in like your albums of the week this year, I just like I, I, I like I put it in my in like the folder in my head that's like oh, must listen, but then somehow like that folder gets jostled and like those those files kind of fall out, <laughs> so. Like I, I, so I feel like I only got to like maybe half or pro- probably even a quarter of them. <laughs> you know, instead. I'm used to being ignored. No worries. <laughs> it's fuck you. It's not. A, it's not being ignored. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I have I have one thing to ask you about about my number six album, and it's uh, know what I'm saying? <laughs> no way, really? Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, Danny Brown. You know what I'm saying? New Danny Brown album was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, we, we had a little talk about this the other day um, because you know you found it to be like, even though it was you, you I think you, you you enjoyed the album, right? But but you considered it still like kind of to be a disappointment. Yeah, I think back when we reviewed it, I, I reiterated countless times how much I'm glad that we waited a little bit like from when we listened to it to review it we had some yeah. time because it grew on me a lot definitely not you know in my top 10 a lot but uh it, i mean it, it is definitely a good album you know full stop yeah. it, it is it is it is it's, it's still danny brown doing Dan, some danny brown things yeah i you know i it's it's kind of hard to really pin down why i love this album so much i think just you know, I, I probably listened to this album more this year than any other new album that came out this year, except probably for my number one. I'm thinking, um, you know, I I just I really enjoyed this. I, I thought you know, uh, well, I, I, I'm still gonna say that I, I think Atrocity Exhibition is a better album. I, I think Atrocity Exhibition might honestly be the best hip hop album of the decade. Um, you know, or at least I, it probably is for me. Um, I'd say you know, it's in detention. I, it's at least top five. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely up there. Um, but like you know, as much as I love Atrocity Exhibition, I, I kind of liked how Danny kind of just did like kind of like a like a fuck you to all all the people who kind of you know came on after Atrocity Exhibition. You know, like this is such a such a weird left turn for him to take, and like you would think that him doing something over more you know uh, I don't want to say traditional, but you know like more uh like less less weird beats you know would would be kind of uh a bummer but it really doesn't like he he ends up really sort of toning down that wildness or maybe it's more like he he sort of funnels it in different directions i guess 
throughout like you know he um uh, like i'm thinking of like like i i feel like he takes those wild parts and puts it more into his lyricism than his actual like you know delivery so like i'm thinking of like uh like the end of savage nomad where mm-hmm. he talks about like pulling up on somebody's playground <laughs> you know just or, or like you you can hear him laughing in the uh in sort of the bridges of of that song and it is kind of disturbing to listen to <laughs> um just like because he has like a really weird laugh and it's just like like it, it just sounds so fucked up and i love it um yeah the, I, I just i really enjoyed this you know it, it it definitely has its faults like the uh we talked about like the album jr features which i just am still not a big fan of um but you know and, and even like i actually now, now that i'm thinking about it like all the features in it are kind of trash <laughs> Um, if, if I'm yeah, going to be totally I, honest, I, I would say uh, that it's like, even like from the jewels was just kind of like album in their, their, features, which their features he's kind of half assed. Yeah. He, he's had some great people on. Um, so to have that fall short was a little surprising, you know, not yeah, necessarily exactly. a deal breaker, but just surprising. Yeah. So like, you know, uh, like even the, even the fact that those features were bad, that this man should be that good of an album is just really impressive to me. Uh, and it just yeah. shows that Danny, you know, no matter what he does, he is just always on top of his game. So, yeah, sweet. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad. You know, my own feelings aside, I'm really glad it it, it grew any that much because I know we did, we both were really at least expressed at one point we were very hesitant about it. So, I'm oh yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember the, the the first time I put on this album, I was like, this could be the worst Danny Brown album, like period, that I've heard. Um, and I, I hadn't listened to the hybrid then, so, um, <laughs> which I, to, to be fair, the, the hybrid's not a bad album, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, but um, yeah, so like, it just really grew on me, so, but now we're down nice. to the top five. Top five, we're here, and, uh, yeah. this is a really harrowing, uh, intense <laughs> listen that is, is really exceptional. Uh, had not listened to her before this year and good god what a great you know she's pretty young so um if you say billy eilish i we're, we're done we're no, done uh, that, as that, a podcast that, that might be on the top 10 worst of the the, the decade list uh, but anyway wait, wait, do, do you you actually listen to it oh i've listened to it multiple times trying to understand what what people see in it and i i don't i understand why like teens in like young people like it, I don't understand why. Like, literally, <laughs> you know, the, there there the, are sites the, those those damn young people. <laughs> no, but seriously, there are sites that are literally have already claimed this one of like the top releases of the decade, like top twenty, top fifteen, and like I don't get that anyway. This is you know neither yeah. here nor there. Uh, let's talk about someone who's great, and that would be uh, Lingua Ignota, Caligula, yeah. Caligula. You know, yeah. de- really death industrial that has amazing. Uh, lyrics about surviving abuse and just it's delivered um the lyrics are very they find a great balance between just being in your face aggressive like i'm making my statement you're going to listen to me but in a way that is well thought out and and just well executed um written in written in such a a raw fashion and the music itself and the lyric the vocal deliver the vocal delivery excuse me are just you know, top notch you know just such yeah. an incredible uh it's like probably the heaviest non-metal album i've heard this year uh yeah i i, I could see that i you know that was actually going to be on on my list um that's a great and album, that, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I can't deny that is that's a great album. But after listening to it again, uh, I think last week, I really like it. Just left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I, I think just because of sort of the lyrical content of it, like I just. I don't want to get too into this because it, it's just not like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not exactly a conversation I want to have because, like, I, I don't know, I like supporting artists. I, I, I just, like, I, I don't like, he, he, like, hearing about someone, you know, talking about being abused isn't exactly something I, I like to hear, and which is really weird saying that because, like, I love, like, power electronics music and stuff like that, that, you know, revels in the dirt and slime of humanity. <laughs> but I you know, I, I just there was something about it that, that that really just left a bad taste in my mouth. Um and it's sad because musically I really love the album. So but anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's it um you know it's definitely intense lyrically. Um I it's the thing, I have a hard time describing it, you know, exactly why. I I think it's just like, to me, it, I, I maybe it's just because, you know, I, of my own bias that I, I'm just personally sick of, you know, sort of like this whole broad spectrum of like sort of the political's personal sort of becoming the norm in music, and especially with uh more extreme music these days like anything that's even remotely avant-garde has like this huge political bent to it it feels like and I, i'm just kind of tired of it um i mean i don't know if it was political she was talking i mean she was talking about her own well, well, yeah but i'm talking about like like you know um sort of like you know and i use this term very broadly but kind of this idea of like identity politics and sort of like a sort of this umbrella that like you know uh, we have a lot of hot button issues sort of all crammed into this small space, you know, so, you know, rape, you know, violence against women, things like that are sort of, you know, not necessarily part of identity politics, but like, you know, very close to it. And it's just, I don't know, like it's, it's that type of thing that I'm just like, I'm just so tired of hearing about it in a way. And not to say that it's not a problem. It's just that like, I, I kind of listen to I listen to music not to address those problems, but more to listen to music. So <laughs> that, that that's all. I'm just how how would you say that differs from like some of the other topics that other power electronics artists talk about? You know, I, I, I know I, they're I know they're not approaching it the same way, but they do. I mean, they kind of approach it from. Uh, I, I think it's more just like I I don't really focus on that part of it all that often even though like you know like you know you have like a, a power electronics band like like Sutcliffe you know Jugend you know or something like that like I don't it just I, I don't like I focus more on the music but I think with with Caligula like it just felt like the music and the message were just so inextricably linked uh, which I mean I, I guess is the sign of a very good album <laughs> that, that, that it was just tough to divorce the two and it's tough to just listen to it um yeah but yeah I, i'm sorry I, 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 I didn't want to make this into a whole spiel so <laughs> yeah i guess i would just just to cap it off i think personally that's one of the things i like about it is how how well 
it is intrinsically linked. It's 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 for me. It's it's a full experience, and oh yeah, one of my favorite parts of uh, the album. Yeah, I I think I think just um I I mean it's also it's it's I mean it's not exactly an easy listen as well. Like it, this isn't something that like once it's over you can just press the repeat button. Like like this this sort of falls in the realm of like you know like Mount Erie you know a crow looked at me that mm-hmm. just like. Like th- th- this is like an emotionally deadening album in a way that, that like you, you sort of need to like take a reprieve after it <laughs> and just like take some time and, and kind of like filter it all out before going about your life again. Like I, I get into a similar mood if I ever watch the movie uh, Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is that, that, that's it, that's an intense movie. Yeah, which is to be fair, one of my favorite movies. Um, but um. Yeah, this is all making me sound like a hypocrite. So, <laughs> which, whatever. Like, uh, say what you will. So, um, yeah. Sorry to sorry to just ramble on about this, but no, I I I was I'm actually really surprised that that this uh you know rated that high for you. So yeah, definitely one of my favorites of uh, the year. Yeah, nice man, nice man. I mean, it's something. It, it's it's definitely deserved. So, um. All right. Well, I have kind of the complete opposite of a death industrial album uh, for my number five, and it is uh, William Basinski on time out of time. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I this was an, this was an album I totally forgot about because we it came out so early this year that I I just like totally just did not remember it for like the last couple months, <laughs> and. Uh, but then I, I, I looked it up, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot, this this came out this year, and it was really good. And uh, I had it on the other day, and it was so just, like, we, we talk about Lingua Ignota being, like, an experience. I feel like this is also a, a, a different kind of experience that just, you know, how Basinski is able to put you in this just really interesting place without any lyrical content whatsoever. Um, and just having this album that's, you know, like, like the main piece of which is inspired by, or I guess samples the sound of a black hole, you know, I, they, they, that just gets like my inner, like astrophysics nerd, just like all horny. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and just, yeah, it, it was just a really, really powerful experience for an ambient album, uh, like ambient album of the year, definitely, um, yeah, I don't know what else I can say about it. Uh, oh yeah, I I probably would have included this in my album covers um, of the year, but I you know I didn't remember it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, great great album. You know, probably probably my favorite uh, um, favorite ambient release. Actually, you know, definitely my favorite ambient release of the year. That's a that's a good pick. Um, yeah, so. Um, this is was kind of a sleeper pick, or rather a sleeper album from. This might be the latest release that I I discovered. You know, Eden recommended to me, and it's just it, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal album. It's a Sequestered Sympathy by Exilantis. Uh, never have I heard a violin or you know classical elements integrated into metal so well. It just it it's just it. Uh, Actually, I, I'm. It might be cello. I'm pretty sure it's violin. I'll look it up real quick. But the way that they 
incorporated is, is really remarkable. It just it's it, you forget that it's not um, it's it's not like normal to have you know th- this this kind of or it's not common to have this so um, heavily like it's, heavily used and to, like to the point that it's acting as like an instrument instead of like an embellishment. You mean? Yeah, and and it's just it's so so the black metal it's it's sweeping orchestral. Uh, it is violin, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's sweeping orchestral uh, elements along with you know big epic atmospheric black metal, uh, just an incredible, incredible release. Yeah, nice. I, I that's interesting. So, so is it? Would you consider it like a power metal album, if that's the case, or is it more oh, no, just? It's definitely a black metal album. Uh, oh, it's... oh, I, 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 I didn't hear you saying black metal. I'm sorry. Yeah, just... no, yeah, it's, it's, it's just. But, it's... But... We're, we're having Skype issues, if that isn't already obvious. So yeah, definitely cutting out here and there, but not not not, not too frequent. Thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. Um, no, that, that's that's an interesting. I mean, I I'm really I like, once you send me that list, I I really want to listen to that actually. Just, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, because I what it like it's just like black metal is just like the perfect paint for like some serious experimentation as yeah. of late. So absolutely. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Number four for me is uh, another electronic album, um, and it is uh, Surachai Come Deathless. Oh, sweet. Uh, Come Deathless is the album title. Yeah, um, you know, I I really loved this the first time I listened to it. I made it my album of the week uh, early on in the year, mm-hmm. and it's funny I did not listen to it a single time after that, <laughs> <laughs> and then I listened to it like I think I think I listened to it yesterday actually. And I was just blown fucking away by this thing because, like, like this is this is probably the most dynamic album out of this list for me. Like, just in terms of like keeping your attention, uh, because you know it's it's like something like forty seven minutes, and it really doesn't do anything. You know, um, it, it, it it's not like it's full of variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it sticks to a very specific sound, which is like, I don't even know what to say. Like it's, it's like experimental electronic is probably the best way to put it, but there's sort of touches of IDM, there's touches of noise in it. Um, you know, there's just that maybe even like some drum and bass to a certain extent, because they're just like, there's a lot of rhythm going on in it, but it has this, it's just really like, it, it has this way of sort of attracting my ears and but like you know like you know how sometimes a groovy hook or like like a groovy beat can sometimes get lost after you listen to it enough yeah for like sure i this sort of like this whoever created this i don't really know much about surachai so you know forgive me but um it, it, it's almost like they they know when their their sound is getting like a little stale or something like that, and they immediately just go for something in, just off the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it never feels like out of place. Um, like I I re- I need to look into this more because I'm really hoping this thing is on CD because like holy fuck was this a cool listen? Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know exactly what I love to hear in electronic music. And, uh, you know, just like it felt like a little bit of everything I love in the genre. So, yeah. yeah fantastic. It, it, that, that was a great. I reviewed it earlier in the year. That That's a fantastic album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that, that that's how I came to know this album, actually, was because you reviewed it. 
yeah, it's it, it, that's a great great um, release. Anyone who likes electronic music, highly recommend it. Yeah, super super interesting. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So my number three were, were you know my three favorite albums of the year. These, these are all incredible, and frankly, any given day of the week, I might swap swap them around. But this is there are some times where I hear lead singles and I you know I, I bookmark it for later I'm like oh that's cool or whatever this one I was like oh holy goddamn fuck like I, I need to hear <laughs> this whole thing as soon as possible and that is uh, the new album from Pound it's literally just oh I, I knew this was gonna be it it was yeah. two just it's just like two dots uh, this is elements of math core noise rock grindcore gent it's just it's it's so well so well done. It's just a guitar. Uh, I forget how many strings he used. It's like a like an eight string plus. Guitar. Oh, it, isn't like, like a, a baritone string, guitar? Yeah, like a nine I string think. guitar, and like I think he uses like a double drum set, so it it makes it so that um, the kick patterns are just massive. Um, I, I don't know exactly oh, God, how it God works. Damn but, it! Sorry, I, I I just I just totally forgot that I could have put lightning bolt in this list. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. It's actually I, I think that they they approach a pound approach um the genres they they work with definitely influenced by Lightning Bolt. So it's mm. it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh but yeah, this is uh based on my list, I would say my favorite metal album of the year. Just an incredible incredible listen. Really? They that's that's interesting that this is your metal album of the year. Yeah, it this. just I have probably the most listened to album of the year for me. that's that's the funny thing is like i you know th- this is probably like the one album that you've recommended that i've listened to and i just don't understand what what you love about it honestly like like it just i don't know maybe it just didn't hit me the right way but like i remember li- like i think i i listened to like one of the singles and i was just like okay you know i i, I was trying to see what 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 you saw in it but i just for some reason, I just don't. I don't know why. Um, I wanted to. I mean, it's, it's obviously the guys are talented. You know, it just didn't connect with me the same way it connected with you. So, yeah, um, definitely one of my uh, one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, nice. Uh, so we're at number three. So uh, you know, this is an easy one. Um, Swans leaving meaning. Um, you know, I I I I kind of just numbered these like. You know, I, I, I did really go through and, and, like, really think about all this stuff, like, because I, I, I knew if I did, I'd be there for, like, five hours. So, you know, but I, I put this up here just because, um, you know, Swans is, like, every one of their albums, you know, always is is just so dense, especially as of late. You know, they, there's just a lot to what they're putting into their music nowadays, and um you know i i think with this album it's it's just a completely new dimension of their sound so i you know i felt like this was something that like i am going to be listening to for a very long time mm-hmm. so i felt like it, it deserved that place this high because of just because of that and um yeah just i mean it, it, to be fair it's not my favorite Swans album but like there are some really cool moments in it some really interesting, you know, creative risks that Michael Jarrett takes on this thing, and sort of the amount of musicians that are on this thing is just staggering. Um, 
yeah, it's just really cool to see him come back from, you know, what is arguably his most successful, you know, career arc, like, thus far with, you know, what might be, you know, just another great set of albums, so. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously that that was a, we reviewed it positively, and that's, you know, that's a a great release from year and company. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm surprised that 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 didn't make, is it like top 30? for you or uh it fell to let me see where it was i think 48 for me Um, oh it just i don't know over the it didn't age well with me i guess i don't like and i think that's one of the albums that that surprised me um is Mm. that you know as i was making it i was like that kind of makes sense maybe just because it it didn't stack up as favorably to some of the other albums in the trilogy Definitely, yeah. still love it, but yeah, just it, it, it's it's slipped for whatever reason. That 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 trilogy is a tough act to follow. So yeah, maybe maybe that was it, but uh, I mean, still yeah. still a good album. But you know, yeah. obviously, yeah. Um, yeah. So number two, I, I know in our um, in our uh, discoveries of the year list, I talked about how Lavender Country was a big um, was a big catalyst for me finally clicking with with country music in general there was a uh, contemporary there was a contemporary album that helped just as much if not more and it's not a straight up country album but it, it's still in the vein and that has to be pony by orville peck i i, I, I thought i thought you were gonna say orville peck so. I, I was really blown away by how much i like you know, i really went in with just i guess the way people were talking about it it really started to pique my interest and from the first track on i was sold you know it's like it's gothic country i i succinctly describe it as like post-punk elvis um it it, it kind of is i mean the, the, that first track has a lot of elvis in it yeah and throughout the album the way you know kind of like the way he sings and a lot of the i mean m- musically maybe not as much but his voice especially takes a lot he takes a lot of influence from elvis and just really unique synthesis of like you know gothic elements with country and with um you know with subtle post-punk you know no, nothing crazy but definitely in in that vein and I, I just love this album you know just th- that first song alone you know there aren't it isn't often that a, an opening song or one song in an album at all will you know s- catapult an album into my you know best of but like that that mm. song alone was like okay this is something special so i debated putting this in my album of the year but my actual album of the year um edged it out and like i said the top three i could i could probably tweak around any given day and, and be comfortable with it but you know what a great album yeah i you know i only i think i only listened to the first track and maybe a little bit of the second uh but you know i i'm i'm, I'm really glad that it kind of grew on you like that you know i wasn't expecting that you know i i i knew you you liked it but i didn't know you loved it that much so yeah and i was surprised at how much it grew on me but i, I just loved it yeah that's it's an interesting pick because i mean i i know fantano just why you know reviewed it you know and just kind of left it off like that yeah so. and, and, and i'm surprised because he said it was because of the vocals which i i i just i don't share his opinion on he said in, in some some parts of the album it was lacking and i just i just don't I don't, I don't agree I, I really mm. don't you know obviously different strokes but uh I, I I think I think of the things you criticize it I, I don't think the vocals are one but you know everyone everyone yeah. has their own take so yeah uh well it's funny because 
we're talking about Elvis. My number two uh, references Elvis in the first song of this album, and it is uh, the new Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Ghosting. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, a lot of these are very obvious picks for me. Um, I I really enjoyed this. I thought this was just such an interesting turn for Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, especially like for this latest musical arc in their in like sort of their discography. Uh, sort of like this new, I don't know how would you even describe it, like spoken word electronic ambient drone pieces that started off with uh, Push the Sky Away and mm-hmm. are su- supposedly is going to end with this album. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, maybe it's just because I wasn't sure where they were going to take this because, I mean, like, you know, considering how just bleak Skeleton Tree was, uh, you know, I was expecting something even darker but instead you get something that's like almost pastoral in you know not not only in its its lyrics sometimes but just its overall sound um just really interesting album and i you know this is one of the few times that like an album that's over an hour manages to compress itself down for me like this album does not feel like an hour to me it feels like maybe half an hour because I, I just I think it's just I, I just get so entrapped in it mm-hmm. that like I, I just don't care how much time kind of melts away. Um, yeah, it definitely when, when I, I listened to it, it, it felt um, it, it felt like it didn't feel overly long, which for an album that long, you could easily see that happening. Oh, and yeah. It, yeah. It was it's, great. It, it's really weird how it how that works like that. And uh yeah, just every track has something a little memorable to it. Uh, the opening track, Spinning Song, is just uh, amazing. Just so, such a way to just suck you into like this album's experience. And uh, Hollywood, the final track, is just kind of just like the capstone for everything Nick Cave's been trying. I, I think everything Nick Cave's been going through, in a way, you know, with this series of albums. So... Uh, yeah, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Awesome, you know, I, yeah. I'm definitely knew that was going to be up there, and I'm glad that. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm glad that you had me listen to it because I I, I love 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 that album. Yeah, but was, did 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 that show up on your list at all? Uh it it didn't, and I'm I'm sorry to say. Um, it's okay. I'm I'm not going to be mad at you forever. <laughs> that's that's fair. Even if you are. No, um, I, I I wouldn't be. <laughs> So, I'm not that petty. I'm still yeah. petty, but just you know, I mean, you 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 heard my whole like you know lingua ignata spiel, so, so you know that I'm a petty person. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, now we arrive at my album of the year, which yes, when I I pick my album of the year every year, um, it's one of two things. It's either a release that was just extraordinarily special for a genre. Um, that I, you know, that I just was really into, or it was really dynamic and unique and it, its own thing, and just I couldn't compare anything else to it. I feel like this fits the bill, and when I was thinking about it, and this was a tough year to pick an album of the year for because I just I, I love so many albums that were so different from each other, but this one in particular just stood out. Uh, and I, again, one of the things when I thought back to my peak enjoyment and how much I love it even still, um, and it's really ironic given what you said earlier. Because my album of the year is Lightning Bolt, Sonic Citadel. Hell yeah! Just uh, an incredible... They already have a unique style. 
And I feel like this was just, they further, just keep pushing themselves. And there's so many excellent songs in this. They uh, maintain their unique approach, but took a few different angles. And it's just, it's such a such a great album. You know, I, I once I even flo- floated the idea this is going to be my album of the year, I was just sold. You know, I'm, I'm Yeah, I, I, I'm really kicking myself that I totally forgot about Lightning Bolt, you know, in this. Because they... That Sonic Citadel was so good, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, this year has been like my awakening year for Lightning Bolt, and I am so happy of that fact. And, you know, I just, I can't wait to, you know, buy Sonic Citadel on CD at some point because I'm just that enamored with it. I mm-hmm. totally agree with you. I think it's one of the best albums of the year. Um, you know, only to be done up by my number one album of the year. Uh, Shushu, Girl with Basket of Fruit. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, no, I, I, I think you but probably saw that coming. But it's well, well deserved. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing is, like, you, you know, you, you you know, you said with, like, Lightning Bolt, you, you kind of floated around the idea of putting it as number one. For me, Girl with Basket of Fruit has been number one since it came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I just... I, there is no album that I've listened to more this year than this, and I mean, as I swear, this like as soon as as I got the money, you know, I bought this album. Like, I am just I've just been so enamored with this thing, and there's just so much in it, and it's just so bizarre every single time. Even though I've listened to this thing. You know, I, I mean, I'm guessing probably like 20 times now, you know, I, like, I'm still just, like, flabbergasted by parts of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just sort of to see the trajectory it takes and how it ends on this really soft note and, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's fucking amazing. I, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely like, it's sort of the album that made me like change my mind on Choo Shoot. Not, not to say that I wasn't a fan before. Uh, but I, I, I've gotten to like the point after listening to this album that I just, I'm, I'm going to buy every single Shushu album, even like Nina, which I wasn't going to in the past. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm, they're a great art. It's when you have like such an excellent album from such a consistently great artist, you know, it's, it always, you're always on album of the year watch and just the way you were talking about it all year, I was pretty sure this was going to be your top pick. Yeah. I, I mean, it is kind of super obvious but the, uh, no there's nothing wrong with that i just I, oh yeah I, no, no no i it, it, here's the thing is like I, I don't listen to as much new music as you do so like you know i, I a lot of my picks are going to be you know much more obvious and i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just you know kind of how it is when mm-hmm. you know you listen to music i think differently i guess because I, you know i i'm not it's, it's it's not like i'm i'm not working for a blog so it's not like i have to like review a whole mm-hmm. lot of stuff so um yeah i this was just just a really cool album i I, i'm actually gonna put it on uh i'm gonna gonna put it in my lineup um stuff to listen to (laughs) so well there you go yeah um yeah so that has been this year for music wow yeah so we're yeah we're looking forward to coming back next week and talking about 2020 yeah or uh, a few weeks from now, anyway. Or a few few weeks after yeah. after, after the holiday craziness yeah. settles down. Because because we're 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 celebrating the holidays. We're gonna get you know 
just waste it on eggnog and yeah. we'll forget that we even have a podcast for a few weeks. Exactly. And then once our bender's over and we've been to rehab, uh, we'll be back. So That sounds good. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening this year and uh, we'll talk to you next year. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on uh, iTunes, Pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast, basically. Uh, we're on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about or questions, anything like that. Uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter, and our email, I think, is Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.